Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Happy draft day to all of our returning and our new listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. Absolutely, it does. And on today's episode, we're doing our final first round mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft again, kicking off tonight in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but before we get to that, and before the Buccaneers get to that, they first tied up some other news, re-signing or agreeing to terms anyway to re-sign veteran wide receiver Antonio Brown. James, we talked about this on yesterday's episode. Uh, we, You and I have talked about it in, in depth pretty much throughout the offseason, but we talked about it yesterday with Carmen, and here it is, and we even mentioned it could still happen. There was still time, and here it is happening. Antonio Brown agree, agreeing to a one-year deal, according to reports, uh, worth up to $6.25 million with incentives. $3.1 million of it is fully guaranteed, including $2 million in signing bonus, and then helping them do so because I already saw some reactions saying, how do the Buccaneers possibly have the cap space to do this? Well, Cameron Bright is how they have the cap space to do this. Cam Bright reworking his deal with the Buccaneers his current contract to clear $4.69 million in salary cap space. According to Field Yates, he is getting $2.425 million in a signing bonus this year, and his salary is now $1.075 million in 2021 with a team option for the final two years of his deal. So not only is he uh, freeing up some money, but he's also giving the team uh, the opt-out for his own contract, which is interesting. So Cameron Brait coming through uh, for the team. And if you think about going back to him signing the deal that he just reworked, being a team-friendly guy. So Cam Brait saving the day for the Buccaneers right now, allowing them to agree to terms with Antonio Brown. And at least on the surface, seems to take wide receiver off the board in round one. Yeah, and like you said in the article over BucksNation.com that you did up about Cameron Brait, this Buccaneers team is uniquely selfless what what they've done to restructure money to make sure they can bring everybody back is absolutely fantastic and you're right i talked about it in the antonio brown column on bucksnation.com i i covered ab you covered braid it was a team effort here from the locked on or locked on bucks show yeah i i think unfortunately for joshua and unfortunately for a lot of buccaneers fans Kadarius tony off the board for the Bucs, in my opinion. And Greg Allman even pointed out that the Bucs may not go wide receiver at all. You figure you still have Scotty Miller there. You still have Tyler Johnson, who has plenty of untapped potential. You still have Justin Watson. You know, they may not take wide receiver at all, but you still have Antonio Brown on the one-year deal, Chris Godwin on the one-year deal. It's possible, but unlikely that the Bucs take a wide receiver this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at day three, you know, if they do it all and you're, and you're still looking for kind of that uh, that guy who maybe contribute to the special teams and you know, into the return game uh, quicker than fast or faster than quick, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, I think day one is, is pretty much off the board. Again, never say never in the NFL draft, but I would be highly surprised if the Buccaneers went wide receiver uh, in round one. And then, you know, day two, I think third round maybe. Uh, you know, there, there's there's some conversation there that could be had. But I think, yeah, Kadarius Tony, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, I think those guys are off the board probably just because, you know, it's it's almost like uh, thanks for coming in for the interview, but you're overqualified at this time. 
All right, James. So now we're going to get into our mock draft. We're going to get into our first break a little bit early, so we have plenty of time for our final first-round mock draft of the 2021 draft season, and we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NFL. To start growing your savings, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. David, the NFL draft has arrived and you and I have not done a single mock draft. So what do you say we go ahead, let's dive in so we have plenty of time to get through all these picks and then discuss what the Buccaneers can do at pick 32. Yeah, absolutely. And we we went through and we mocked all 31 picks before the Buccaneers 32nd overall pick. There are no trades in this mock draft. We just don't have enough time in this episode to go through the chaos that trading uh, would cause. So going through the first 10 picks here, uh, obviously the first two picks are pretty much set in stone, at least as far as we know. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, while Zach Wilson out of BYU heads to the New York Jets with the San Francisco 49ers. We settled with Trey Lance. The story is that it's either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. We went Trey Lance out of North Dakota. The Atlanta Falcons get Kyle Pitts out of Florida. So there's your first offensive player who is not a quarterback drafted in this year's class. The Cincinnati Bengals, much to our chagrin, go with Jamar Chase out of LSU, choosing not to protect Joe Burrow, uh, but to give him guys to throw the ball at as he's getting sacked. Miami Dolphins take Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. Two wide receivers off the board back-to-back. The Detroit Lions trying to figure out what they can do with Jared Goff, protect him with Panay Sewell out of Oregon. Carolina uh, goes Justin Fields. If they, just, they just want quarterbacks, and it seems like that's what David Tepper is going to do. Is he's going to take as many quarterbacks as he can until he finds the guy so they get Justin Fields out of the Ohio State. The Denver Broncos, not happy with Drew Locke. They take Mac Jones out of Alabama to come in there and compete. Dallas Cowboys go Patrick Sertain the second out of Alabama, the cornerback, to help bolster their defense against a reworked Washington football team passing attack and the New York Giants Philadelphia Eagles, who also have done some ju- some work on their passing attacks this offseason as well. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Jamar Chase pick as much as I want to. I've talked about that enough. The one that I'm going to focus on is the fact that you and I settled on Trey Lance, and I think the reason for this if it truly is between Trey Lance and Mac Jones for the San Francisco 49ers, to me, Kyle Shanahan has to take the guy with the highest ceiling. You don't have to have Trey Lance come in and start right now. You still have Jimmy G under contract, so you can bring Trey Lance along probably be your starter next season but there is a lot of potential there and I think they take the guy with the higher upside rather than the safer pick of Mac Jones who I do think would fit the team but I think Trey Lance does more of what Kyle Shanahan is going to want 
Diving in to the next 10 picks, David, we have the New York Giants taking the third Alabama player in a row, Devontae Smith, wide receiver. The Philadelphia Eagles help out their secondary, taking Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech. The Chargers protect their quarterback investment with Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. The Vikings follow suit. They take another tackle, Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech. We have the New England Patriots with all the quarterbacks off the board. They're going to help out their defense. Take J.C. Horn, the corner out of South Carolina. The Arizona Cardinals go corner, taking Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. The Las Vegas Raiders take a buzzsaw of a linebacker in Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. The Miami Dolphins take David, your favorite player in the draft, Quiddy Pay, out of Michigan. The Washington football team gets Micah Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State, before the Chicago Bears to try, decide to try to help protect Andy Dalton by taking Oklahoma State tackle Tevin Jenkins. That's that's QB1 Chicago Bears quarterback <laughs> Andy Dalton. Um, yeah, a good group there. And, and I think the most interesting guy to me is Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. Uh, I've talked about him a lot being kind of like an Isaiah Simmons type of player. Not that they're the exact type of player, but just it's going to be one of those guys where – uh, the Raiders have to figure out how they're going to use him. Hopefully they already have a plan for how they're going to use him because he's a very versatile guy. But at the same time, you ask a rookie in the National Football League uh, to come into an NFL defense without some sort of semblance of a plan and kind of say, this is going to be your first priority, and then we'll build on your versatility. If you come in kind of the way the Arizona Cardinals did with Isaiah Simmons and said, we're going to have you do a little bit of everything right off the bat. I think they found out really quickly that, that was the wrong answer. And then once they simplified things, they said, okay, well, you know what, we're going to make you do this really well first. Then you kind of saw some of that talent come out, come out of Isaiah. Hopefully, uh, John Gruden, his coaching staff, and the Raiders have learned from what the Arizona Cardinals went through. Because if not, they may ruin a good thing in Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. So a good pick there, but it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And then going from pick 21 all the way down to 31 before we get to our options for the Buccaneers. We got uh, Jalen Phillips out of Miami going to the Indianapolis Colts. The Tennessee Titans adding wide receiver depth uh, with Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. New York Jets bolster their offensive line, getting Elijah Vera Tucker, USC, to help protect their new quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers going Najee Harris out of Alabama, running back. Jacksonville Jaguars take wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU to go with Trevor Lawrence there. The Cleveland Browns take Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Trevon Moore going to the Baltimore Ravens, a safety out of TCU. Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia, lands with the New Orleans Saints. Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota, going to the Green Bay Packers. So finally, the Packers helping out their quarterback. Probably not, but that's how we would do it. Buffalo Bills taking Aziz Ojolari uh, out of Georgia to help bolster their defense. Baltimore Ravens taking Penn State's Jason Owe at pick number 31. Yeah, I'm I'm also not going to talk about Rashad Bateman going to the Packers because we all know they're not going to do anything to help Aaron Rodgers. And I know I'm only supposed to react to one pick, but I'm going to react to one team, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are the most best player available team in any draft. So taking Trayvon Morig to help bolster the back end of their defense, the best safety on the board, probably the best player in the secondary at that point, on the board is the right pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Then they double up and they take Jason Oway, who may not be the best player on the board, David, but he probably, in fact, no, he definitely has the highest upside of any player left on the board. So they have a guy that they don't have to use immediately. 
that they can bring along, use situationally, but they have an immediate starter in Trayvon Morig. Then they have a guy who could be an absolute beast for a long time to come on their defense, getting after the quarterback. I love what we did for the Baltimore Ravens in this mock draft. Yeah, and then a little bit more time to review this class a little bit, uh, going back through this first round, the first 31 picks. I'm going to go ahead and give James my favorite pick of this first round that we have. And I know that we made this mock draft, so it's kind of narcissistic. But at the same time, I want to look here, and I kind of I kind of call this my Deshaun Watson pick. You know what I mean? Back when Deshaun Watson got drafted, and I understand he's got all the off-field stuff going on, but just looking at a talent standpoint as a player, I remember going in that draft, I said, you know, if, if there was a perfect spot for Deshaun Watson to go, it would have been the Houston Texans, and we've seen that he's done some really good things. Granted, that franchise is kind of torpedoed, uh, that whole thing, and now he's got his offseason, his off-field stuff going on, might be torpedoing his own career. Uh, we'll see how that all turns out. But when I look down this list and I say, who is kind of the, the pick that really stands out as such a, just such a good fit for where they landed? It's Najee Harris out of Alabama going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I, just, I feel like his running style matches with their style. They need a replacement there, uh, losing Connors or, or letting him kind of leave. And then you look at what they have with their offense with Ben Roethlisberger. They need a running back they can kind of lean on a little bit. And I think Najee Harris pre presents the opportunity for Pittsburgh to have a true three-down back who can also catch the ball out of the backfield and do some damage for their offense and help Ben Roethlisberger stay a little healthier by simply not having to stand back there as many times to potentially take hits. So that's kind of my favorite pick out of this mock that we have going on, James. If you want to give yours, and then I'll go into my uh, the pick that I like the least out, out of, again, a mock draft that we did ourselves. Well, I'm going to torpedo our entire mock draft right now because as of recording, David, we have breaking news. Adam Schefter is reporting that the Panthers are trading Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a six-round pick. We had the Denver Broncos taking Mac Jones out of Alabama. It looks like now... They could still take Mac Jones. I'm not saying that that's completely off the board for them, but it looks like they just got their starting quarterback. So that kind of changes some things. I like the fit for Teddy in Denver. Obviously, none of us believed that they were sold on, on their quarterback situation as it was. Bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, that doesn't mean they can't still bring in a quarterback. But Anyway, to answer your question, uh, I, I did have to drop that in there before we got a bunch of responses. Hey, well, the Broncos don't need Mac Jones. They just got Teddy Bird. Yeah, we're aware. We're aware, but we're not going to go through, go all the way back to number nine and do. Well, that's not true. I mean, listen, the, the Broncos don't need Mac Jones. I think the NFL has made it very clear that they view Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge quarterback. And when you look at a guy like Mac Jones, you don't look at a guy with a whole lot of uh, athleticism. I think he's a little bit more mobile than people give him credit for. But listen, sitting for a year or two behind a guy like Teddy Bridgewater and learning how to be a professional, learning how to study the game, uh, kind of developing a little bit more of that NFL skill certainly is something that, that could be attractive to the Denver Broncos. And then, uh, you know, and in, in, in what they're hoping, right, is that they're not going to have another top 10 pick next year or the year after that. So you bring in Mac Jones and, and – Kind of like what the Carolina Panthers are doing, right? They trade for Sam Darnold. You draft a guy like Justin Fields. Everybody's expecting them, if there's one available, to draft one of those quarterbacks. You bring two options into your franchise. Drew Locke, I mean, if they if they were confident that Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback of the future, they wouldn't be trading for Teddy Bridgewater. They wouldn't be talking about drafting quarterback in the first place. So you have two franchises, essentially, with the Carolina Panthers uh, rumored to be interested in a quarterback taking a more experienced quarterback, this one is Sam Darnold's, and then Justin Fields to develop. And then you have the Denver Broncos in our scenario still taking a quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the experienced guy to lead the way right up front. But then Mac Jones comes in to develop behind him. 
Yeah, and Adam Schefter did say that this does not take the Broncos out of the quarterback market on Thursday night per sources. So still could be looking at that first round quarterback, get that fifth year option. Um, anyway, my favorite pick of the first round, I think you nailed it with Najee Harris. Like, like I was saying, that's the most chalk pick outside of Trevor Lawrence. If Najee is there, then he is the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love the fit of Jalen Phillips going to that Indianapolis Colts defense. They need some help with the pass rush, but that defense is so tremendous. Bringing in a guy like Jalen Phillips with all the skills that he has and still more to work on, ways to get better, I think he will be a perfect fit there in Indianapolis. It doesn't help out their their quarterback, Carson Wentz, as far as giving him a weapon, but it may help keep some other teams, you know, a little bit lower scoring. And now the pressure isn't as much on Wentz to produce, keep him a little bit more comfortable there with Frank Reich. And I I think it's a great fit. I love what we did for the Indianapolis Colts there. Yeah. My least favorite pick is Justin Fields, the Carolina Panthers. I know we just talked about that seems to be the direction the team wants to go in. So that's kind of why we made that pick. I, I subscribe to the theory that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And I know what we just talked about the Denver Broncos as well. I think Teddy Bridgewater should get a chance to be the, the starting quarterback for a franchise for the next six, seven years. I'm just saying I don't think the NFL sees it the same way. So that's my least favorite picks is the Carolina Panthers going uh, Justin Fields because you could go Devontae Smith in that situation. You go with an offense tackle. You could go with the, you know, the top running back in the NFL draft and give Sam Darnold an opportunity to actually have a vehicle worth driving. Instead, you're going you're gonna, to you know, withhold – weapons from your starting quarterback to basically hand over to your next quarterback so you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face yeah and real quick everybody knows what my least favorite pick is it's jamar chase to the cincinnati Bengals. uh joe burrow is a national treasure protect him at all costs and jamar chase is not going to do that david let's go ahead and hit our second break so that we can dive in to the buccaneers pick at 32 here in segment three we have to give a shout out to some friends of ours. And that, of course, is betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action. You have the NFL draft. You have the Kentucky Derby back starting the first leg of the Triple Crown. That goes on this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in to the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of Locked on Bucks podcast also brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Dot com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's nearly impossible for your local chain store to hold all the parts you're ever going to need for your vehicle and one reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money so you can spend it on more important things like tampa bay buccaneers super bowl memorabilia those chain stores not only have limited options but they also have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers while rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and new carpet. So whatever you need for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need 
in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a draft day Thursday. The first round of the NFL draft is tonight. And David, you and I are about to pick some good options for the Buccaneers at number 32 based on how our mock draft fell. I'm going to go ahead and give my top offensive option right now. And it's not going to be somebody that you expect, but it is somebody that I think is a phenomenal choice for the Buccaneers. And that is Liam Eichenberg, the offensive lineman out of Notre Dame. The guy hasn't allowed a sack since like 2018. Again, you don't need him to start right away, but if the Bucs decide that they want to move on from Donovan Smith, you have Liam Eichenberg right there. He's going to provide outstanding depth in case an injury occurs, just like we saw with Donovan Smith last year. To me, the Buccaneers, as we've said over and over, they are in a position to take the best player available. I don't see an offensive option better than Liam Eichenberg at pick number 32. All right, that's a good option. I could definitely get on board with that. And then my top defensive option re uh, remaining for them is Levi Onwuzurike, the defensive lineman out of Washington. And I know some people probably expected me to say Gregory Rousseau because he was our pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. And I don't dislike Gregory Rousseau, but I kind of got back to thinking about it a little bit. And something was said by an NFL analyst recently, and I can't remember who it was to save my life, to be honest with you. But it was that when you're when you're unsure, you have multiple options it's always smart to go into the trenches. I'm like, ah, that kind of actually makes sense to me a little bit. And then when I look at the Buccaneers trenches, you have Vita Vea, who is, is a great stellar player, don't get me wrong, but he does have that injury concern coming off that major injury during the last season. You know, Grant, it was great to see him come back during the playoff run, and obviously he looked really good. But you always kind of have that concern in the back of your mind, right? You don't want to draft based off of that, obviously, but that's kind of always going to be in the back of your mind is, is that ankle going to be stabilized? Is he going to be able to get healthy for an entire season, for an entire postseason run again? Or is that something that might be on the on the verge of becoming a reoccurring problem? So that kind of helps there. But then you also have Dom Kinsu on the year-to-year -year contract. He may retire after this season. He may go look for big money with an inflated salary cap next year. Who knows what Dom Kinsu is going to decide to do? Hopefully, if he plays, he decides he wants to stay in Tampa. It's a team-friendly deal, and they can bring him back. But if that doesn't happen, you have Levi there, who you have a year under his belt, potentially develop into a starting. You also have Will Golston on the other side, who's on an expiring contract. Who knows what's going to happen there? So you have two uh, positions, two spots on the defensive line that you already know are going to be open uh, potentially next season. So instead of waiting till next season to see what happens, go ahead and address that now. The team is already confident in Anthony Nelson behind Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know how confident they are right now moving into potentially 2022 as a starter but there's always going to be an edge rusher out there. This way, if, if 2022, the worst case scenario happens, you lose Golson, you lose Sue, and you lose JPP, you've already got part of your defensive line secured there with Onwuzurike waiting in the wings. Now you just have to find a way to replace uh, one of your run-stopping defensive linemen and an edge rusher. All right, then, James, going right into my offensive option. I'm going offensive line as well, but my guy is Quinn Miners, the offensive lineman out of Wisconsin Whitewater, who really landed on the national stage at the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, play, didn't play in 2020 because the entire season was canceled for Wisconsin Whitewater due to COVID, but in 2019 showed some good stuff. Uh, got a little bit better during the Senior Bowl, and that's incredibly important because it shows that not only is he coachable, but he can take that NFL-level coaching and turn it into results like that in a, in, in a span of a week, less than a week really, really looked much much more improved from day one to the actual execution of the game 
Uh, you love those those small school guys. The Buccaneers love those small school guys. Ali Marpet's going to be able to take him under his wing and say, hey, look, we can do this together. If the team moves on or loses Ryan Jensen next year, again, you have a center who now has a year of experience in the system working with the quarterbacks who comes in. I don't think Ryan leaves, so I think Quinn Miners, you're more looking at his depth for the first two or three years, and then maybe after that when you have a new quarterback, maybe this guy comes in, and now you have a young center, young quarterback tandem to move into the next decade of your franchise. Hey, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. My dad and I actually have a bet going. My dad believes the Bucks go offensive line in round one. I think they go with the defense, but I love both of those picks. I, I think they both make a lot of sense, and again, there's nothing – well, I shouldn't say that. There's almost nothing the Buccaneers could do tonight that would make us get on Tampa 10, make us get on the Locked On NFL live show and say, wow, I can't believe the Buccaneers did that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So, David, my my top remaining defensive option, I probably should go with Gregory Rousseau because that was who we picked in the mock draft. But I got to go with the hottest name surrounding the Buccaneers right now, and that's edge rusher Joe Tryon out of Washington. He opted out of the 2020 season. He probably would have a little bit more buzz if he had played. But in his last season, we're talking about a guy that had eight sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss, a pass defense. He is really, really good. And you have Lance Zerline over at, at NFL.com talking about how he's projected to be a starter within the first two seasons. That's what we've talked about this whole time. He doesn't have to be a starter right now. He can learn a very complicated defense while rotating in with JPP, Shaq Barrett, learning the ropes, learning how to be a little bit more aggressive, but he can still go in there in situations and make some really, really great plays. I don't know. To me, you, you look at the Jason Light era, and it seems like the people that get all these buzz close to the draft end up being the pick for the Bucks. Joe Tryon's getting a lot of buzz right now for the Buccaneers, and I would say that he's a great option for them at pick 32. Absolutely. Wouldn't be angry with any of those results happening for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but of course, we're going to put it to a vote and let Locked On Bucks Twitter listeners, followers, uh, take their crack at who they would want them to take or leave a comment and tell us that none of the options are good and we should, and they should take Darius Tony anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get at least one of those. Sorry, Josh. We, we were, we were pulling for you. All right, David, we are out of here tonight. The locked on podcast network is partnering with the draft network to cover the NFL draft live get insight and analysis from locked on local experts and the draft networks national experts subscribe to the locked on nfl youtube page to watch live three-day coverage of the nfl draft april 29th through may 1st also for our listeners during the draft david will be live with wtsp 10 tampa bay on facebook i will be jumping in to talk with the locked on and draft network live coverage on youtube make sure you check those out of course we'll have a friday first round reaction for you and we'll be dropping a bonus episode on saturday night after the second round is over before rejoining you on monday with a total draft recap and wrap up Oh, and if you wanted to try to win a jersey of the first-round selection by the Buccaneers, you have to have those entries in by time the draft starts because we are asking you to predict the first offensive non-quarterback player taken, the first defensive player taken, and who the Buccaneers pick at 32. 
So get in on the action by calling us at 813-444-5841, or you can email us at lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. After the first round is over, we are going to pick a random winner from those of you who get the most answers correct. That person will win the jersey of whoever Jason Light selects in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. It's draft day, everybody. Enjoy it. We will be back tomorrow with a show. Make sure you check out the live stuff with WTSB 10 Tampa Bay on Facebook Live and on the Locked On NFL YouTube page with the Draft Network crew. Have an absolutely outstanding day. And we thank you so much for joining us right here. Locked on Bucks.